Look to me. Look to me. For I am the healer. I am the glory. I am the redeemer. I am the provider. I am all that you need, said the Spirit of the Lord. Look to me. Look to me. Look to me. Look to me this morning. Look to me this afternoon. Look to me throughout this day. Stay in my presence as I walk you through it. Says the Spirit of the Lord. As we stand in prayer today, I just really want to encourage, challenge, and exhort you to press in like never before. This, I'm telling you, not only is breakthrough coming, doors are opening, God's moving in this house. I was sharing with Dr. Cheryl, there was an incredible move of God that we had this morning in Sunday school. Where as the word was going forth, uh, me and the folk in attendance wept in the presence and power of God as healing was manifest, breakthrough and deliverance. And I'm telling you that same anointing, grace for healing and breakthrough is here right now. Don't ever let your breakthrough, glory to God, be muddied. Hallelujah lose focus of it by what you see are going on around you as we get ready to pray i want you to stand to your feet with me if you can stand and lift your voice now and open up your mouth and begin to worship god hallelujah not because you're believing him to do something for you one day but as if you have it in your hand right now come on is that how you worship is that how you praise when it's in your hand come on Come on, give him glory as if it's in your hand right now. You possess it. Now, Father, we praise you. We bless you and we honor you today. Oh, God, thank you. 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 Thank you for every blessing. Thank you for every open door. Thank you for every need met. Thank you for every way made. Thank you for my healing today. Thank you for deliverance, God. Thank you for breakthrough, Lord. Thank you for making a way out of nowhere. Thank you for the salvation of my lost loved ones. Thank you, God, for moving in my behalf. Thank you for your resurrection power. Thank you for lifting me up. Thank you for bringing me out. Thank you. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.
Thank you, Lord, for rescuing them. Thank you for our leaders. We lift up Apostle C and Sister C. We lift up Pastor Gardner before you today. In the name of Jesus, we pray for every EAC member, every ministry gift, every minister today. In the name of Jesus, we pray for every chaplain, FRC and IAC chaplain. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray for Destiny Schools of Ministry. We pray, Lord God, for increase for destiny. Increase, Lord God. Increase in students. Increase in the enrollment. Increase, Lord, supernaturally. Yes, come. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for this great house. Come on, lift your voice now. Yes, I'm telling you, there's a move of God here. Thank you for this house. Thank you for exponential growth. Thank you, Lord, for every resource for this house come. We praise you for it. And Lord, we lift up our bishop and our pastor, Dr. Sharon. We pray for them now. We pray for their strength. We pray for their encouragement today. We pray for them, Lord God, that you continue to bless them, that you continue to heal them, that you continue to move in them, that you continue to give them strategies, wisdom, Lord God, for this next move in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We speak grace over their lives. More grace. More grace. More grace. More grace. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, now as one people with one voice, we lift our voices now and we shout unto you with the voice of triumph. Pastor Lance said, he goes, there's healing and breakthrough right now. So if that's you, you need a breakthrough. You need a healing. Run up here. I don't know about you, but I can feel the presence of God all over this place. Come on, run up here now. If you need a breakthrough, if you need a healing, here, the God's so cold. Come on, come on, come on. We're not going to belabor this. If you need that healing or that breakthrough, get down here right now. If you're on live stream this morning, thank you, God, for our live stream family. We bless them this morning. But I want you, if you're watching by live stream, lift your hands. And right where you're at, right where you're at, lift your hands. Because it's going to be God that imparts it. God that imparts healing. God that imparts breakthrough. He's a holy God. Jehovah, the holy God. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Now just begin to receive. Come on, saints, pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's begin to receive breakthrough. 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 Come on, begin to receive healing. 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 Come on, don't stop. Receive it right now. In the name of Jesus. Healing and breakthrough. 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 Healing. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. He 
how many of you would be okay if we went home right now because he just moved in incredible ways. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I've just been praying and believing God because he laid on my heart, we need to have our babies dancing. Amen. We need to have our young people dancing. We need to have some young people get back in the swing of things around here. So come on, be bringing these young folks to church. Be bringing these babies to church. We want them to dance. If you want to get involved in that, I want you to see me. Because uh, I really want this to take off. Amen. I believe people receive from the babies. Amen. They receive from our young folks, especially in the arts. So come on, I need to see your faces. Come and talk to me. Amen. That's real important to me. How many of you know I've danced all my life? That's been a real avenue of ministry in the body of Christ. So we need you. And we need parents to bring them. Amen? I know sometimes you feel like a taxi cab. That's okay. They grow up real fast, and then you aren't taxiing anymore. So praise the Lord. We need those. Just lift your hands this morning and begin to worship. Just begin to worship Him. How many of you have something you can always worship God for? He's a good God. I don't care what you're going through. I know I feel like I've been to hell and back some days. But he's an awesome God. God, we worship you this morning. We exist to worship. That's right. You mean I don't exist for that mate? I don't exist for those kids? I don't exist for this job? I don't exist for my neighbors? No, you exist to worship God. You exist to worship God. God, we worship you this morning. We worship you, Jesus.
to give your heart to Christ. If you've neglected that opportunity and taken it for granted that, well, I'm saved. Let's just recommit and give our hearts to him this morning like never before. And just pray with me. Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for what you did so I could spend eternity with you. But it's so much more. It's my life. I give you my life to live for you. Lord, come in. Take over. Take over this life that I might increase your kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give him a praise. Thank you, God. Thank you that you just pour out joy over this whole congregation. Joy and peace. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what he told me in prayer this morning. He said, I'm going to pour out joy and peace over this house. I said, yes. See, there is nothing. Look at your neighbor say nothing. There is nothing that you have more important to do every day of your life than to worship him. There is nothing more important than worshiping him. You say, but Dr. Cheryl, I got responsibilities. Do your responsibilities as an act of worship. Dr. Cheryl, I got to go to work. Do your work as an act of worship to him. Because you live, you exist to worship him. How many of you get it? Livestream family, you exist worship him hallelujah and that's why I called this word today tremble at his word because when we don't worship when we neglect him listen listen to what I'm saying when we don't worship him when we don't live life as an act of worship to God, nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Nobody cares what 
you're doing that's so awesome and great in your mind when you're not living to worship him. When you're not worshiping, when I'm not worshiping him, there's disunity in my house. There's disunity in my community. There's disunity in this nation because there are a lot of saints not worshiping with their lives. How many of you know that turns a whole different spin on your everyday life? Well, Dr. Cheryl, I don't even like my job. That's all the more reason to worship him with it. Because see, the enemy gets so mad. You can smack him right in the face when you worship God. Well, I don't even like my family. That's okay. Love them. Love them as you worship him. problems in our lives, in our relationships, in this nation. There's a lot of problems that could really get solved if we spent more time on our knees. Right? If we discussed, we all have a feeling we need to discuss things. Well, how about discussing those things on your knees and talk to him? What is that in us? We want to go everywhere but the source. We want to run around and tell this one and that one and go here, run there, but we could just get on our face. every day for God. Look with me this morning at Romans chapter 5. Say, I'm going to tremble at his word. See, how many of you right there, when I say tremble at his word, how many of you know that's what the Bible says? The Bible says tremble at his word. I'm going to show you. But I don't think many people tremble because we're so busy trying to be super theological. (laughs) We want to dissect the word, and that's a good thing. Don't stop. But how about just taking it at what it says and letting God put a fresh fear of God? Does that make sense? Look at Romans chapter 5. For if. When we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. How much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God 
through our Lord Jesus, by whom we have now received the atonement. How much more we have this avenue? How much more we should be walking in an incredible oneness, unity with him and with others? Look with me at 1 John 3, 1. He's talking here, saints, about unity. And I want to tell you right off, we are the most disunified body of people in the earth. And that's the Christian body. What are you talking about, Dr. Cheryl? But look at this scripture. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. That we should be called the sons, the daughters of God. We can't even agree on how to baptize people. Hello? We think, some people think that people aren't saved if they don't pray in the Holy Ghost. That's a division. We are disunified. And yet, some of the doctrines that go on in the body of Christ today, we don't even want to go to a church unless it tickles our ears. That's disunity. We got churches that when I say, someone said to me the other day, they go, oh, I went to this church in, I don't know, Timbuktu somewhere. And I said, oh, what, what impressed you so? Well, they had so much fun in the children's church. I just stood there. I go, what? Well, they just had so much fun. I said, well, what, was, what did they preach on? I don't know, but they had fun. Heaven, help us, Jesus. Unity, coming together. We're going to solve problems by having fun. Right? We're going to solve issues in our communities by just having fun when we go to church. Saints, we are the church. So when somebody says, I went to an awesome church, I say, good. Are you awesome? We're the church. We better get this. Get this today, because if we do, we walk out of here, and man, people will be thronging you to tell them about Jesus. And that's why you exist. Look at your neighbor and say, I exist to worship God with my whole life. Wow. He's a holy God. And we take that for granted. He's a holy God. I 
believe with my whole heart. I've been in the church world for... How old am I? Oh, yeah. Okay. I've been in the church world probably for about 50 years. And there was a time when back then I could say, yeah, but God blinked at a lot of stuff he saw. I want to tell you, I don't think this holy God is blinking too much anymore. I think he's very serious about the condition and the state of our hearts and our, our walks with him. How many of you love Jesus with everything in you? That's an awesome thing. Give yourself a big hand. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. If you love Jesus with everything in you, shout. Woo! He died. He rose again. He did all of that so that we would not have divisions at all. No divisions. Do you believe that? Then that means you're willing to start walking it out even more than you already do. I began to look in the Word to see how many times he spoke on unity. It will blow your mind. I just could not believe the, the number of times. I can't even give them all to you. There's hundreds. But you know what he said that really just stuck with me? Because we're always saying we want to make a difference. We want to impact the world. We want to be world changers. In fact, that's what the motto of our school, Destiny, be a world changer. And, and on that note, how many of you have thought about going to Destiny? One person, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, I want you all to come to destiny. Come and study the word of God. You can register tomorrow. And if you can't afford it, see me. I'll pay for it. I'm serious. I want our house to be in destiny, not every other house. I want the body here to take advantage of, an, of the most awesome experience. It is awesome, I'm telling you. We don't put pressure on you. We help you, we stand with you, we teach you all aspects of the word of God, we teach you how to walk in this walk with him. Listen, you can't lose. I want the house to take advantage of destiny. Come register. Dr. Rose will be thrilled to be overwhelmed. Don't tell her I said that. But I'm telling you, God cares about unity. And this is what he said in his word. You can study it. He says, if we will be in unity, if we'll start even unifying more, find those things that we agree on more, he says, you'll impact the world. So when you meet up with folks if they love Jesus, you don't have to worry about all their little doctrines. You just have to focus on, hey, 
We're on the same page. We love the Lord. We'll impact the world. How many of you want to impact the world? That's right. And you can do it one person at a time right from where you're at. I can't be where you're at. You can't be everywhere I'm at. But we can impact the world. How many of you know how big the world is? It's pretty big. So what if in our little circles we wanted to come to another level of humility? How many of you want to be humbled by God? Oh, kind of, sort of, maybe. How many of you want to be humbled by God gently? Okay. So that's our prayer. Father, humble us gently. That's okay to pray that. I pray that. God knows I don't like when he's mean to me because when he gets hard on me, I start crying. I'm a wimp. Sometimes Bishop and I will share what God's been showing us, and he's like real strict and firm with Bishop. And I said, God, don't talk to me like that. God says, and Bishop always says, God can't because you're a wimp. <laughs> it's true. I feel like, ah, don't talk to me like that, God. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It's like when my girls were little. And they, were, they would misbehave, and you'd say, stop that, or I'm going to, you know, you're going to get a spanking or whatever. Here would be Jenna, my oldest. Hey, no, Mom, please tell Dad I don't want to spank. And here's Bree, bring it on. I swear. See, Bree's more like Bishop. Jenna was more like me. I'd start crying the minute God chastised me. But see, just think of how God uses that stuff to just humble you. Humble you. And when you're at that level of humility, then your goal is no longer to judge others in the body, critique them. Some people think they got to be an editor or something. I don't know. They got to critique everything. No. How about just loving you know, people stand there and they say all kind of things to me. And I just stand there and stare at them. And I say, well, what do you think? I said, I stopped thinking when you started talking. Because sometimes we just don't have words for stuff we hear, right? How many of you have gone uh, through a day and thought, I have heard everything? <laughs> and really, you haven't. There's more to shock you. To come. But he says, I want you to be humble when you, when you come up on one another. Humility. How can I help? What can I do? Now listen to me. This is powerful. Look with me at Romans chapter 13, verse 8. Oh, no man anything but to love one another for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law now I want you to see this how many of you don't ever 
like debt. You hate debt. Okay, that's an awesome thing. Say, I never want to be in debt. Except to God. Do you know he says right here, if you really read this, that our primary duty in this life is to love. Right? And he compares it to owing a debt to one another that we will forever be paying. That's to love. I am indebted to every person to love them. How many of you find sometimes it's a debt? <laughs> Hello. How many of you find that to be true? It is a debt sometimes to love people. Look at, they're all raising their hands like this. How many of you find it to be a debt sometimes to love your mate? Oh, wow, now they're just lifting a finger. How about your kids? How many find sometimes, ooh, to love their kid? Never do you feel that way about your grandchildren. How many of you hear what I'm saying? That's our primary duty. He says, I just want you to walk in love. You know why? This, listen, this is what God says about disunity. He hates it. He says it disgusts him. God says that disunity will confuse the world. We can't impact a world if we're spent spending time confusing them. The world looks at the church today and says, man, y'all can't even agree amongst you. You're going to come out here and tell us what's good and bad and right and wrong? Am I right? Hello. Now, this is a heavy. When we are in disunity, it could be a sign that the Holy Ghost don't live in us. Uh-oh. Well, Dr. Cheryl, I said the prayer. I got the Holy Ghost. What do you think he is? A coupon that goes along with the prayer? He's not a coupon. You get a free dose of the Holy Spirit when you say the prayer. No, you don't. Lift your hands this morning. Say, Holy Ghost, fill me fresh. How many of you feel it? You can feel that Holy Ghost. He goes, absolutely. When I'm invited, I'm coming. He's not an automatic thing. And the prayer ain't no automatic thing either. Saints, he says, when we don't walk in love, could be Holy Ghost don't live in here. Oof. Holy Ghost, I want you to live in here permanently. I'll love. Even when it's hard. Look at Isaiah 66, verse 2. For all those things hath mine hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look. Look to the man He's looking to, even to him that is poor 
and of a contrite spirit, and looketh this, and trembleth at my word. Wow. How many of you want God to look at you? I want God to look at me. Then I got to be poor and contrite. That doesn't mean I got to be penniless. It means I got to be humble. It means I got to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Yes, Lord. Whatever you want, Jesus. It means that when he talks, I listen. If we could just get a fear of God in this world. Listen to me. I'm not talking about fear like, oh, he's going to squish me like a bug. I'm talking about the kind of fear that I know I better live in love. I better walk in love. You know why he commands us to love? Because he knew how hard it would be sometimes to love. Ain't that true? How many of you could say, yes, this week I even had that experience where there was somebody I didn't want to love? It could just have been anything. Driving down the street and somebody cut you off. It could have been you were walking through a store and somebody gave you a weird look. It could be anything. And you already got your mind made up. That's a serial killer right there. Right? I'll bet you that person's a serial killer, the way they looked at me. And if you talked to them, they probably didn't even see you. How many of you are getting this this morning? See, when we tremble at his word, the cool thing is it brings a discipline in our lives. And when there's a discipline going on, there's going to be good fruit coming out of it. I'm not talking about, okay, I did good for one hour. Now I'm going to do bad. It means it lasts. You're disciplined at something. You're going to produce some good fruit. Hello? See, I'm telling you what you already heard if you went to Sunday school. Because when we're disciplined, it just becomes part of us after a while. And then we're doing what we know to do. How many of you thank God you're at a different place today than you were a year ago? Woo! How many of you thank God you're at a better place than you were 10 years ago? If people met up with you, would they say, who are you? Awesome. Look at Proverbs chapter 6, 16 to 19. These six things doth the Lord hate. Seven are an abomination to him. A proud look. A lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. 
hearts that devise wicked imaginations, feet swift in running to mischief, false witnesses that speak lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Whew. And what do we do sometimes? Whew, I'm so thankful that's not me. Saints, when he says it in the word, it's the real deal. You know why God hates all that junk? Because it brings disunity. That's right. When, you, when we tell lies, it brings disunity. Especially in marriages, it brings a disunity. Because then there, there's, a trust is broken. If you're lying between friends, is a trust broken? How about discord? Why would anybody want to sow discord between people? Because they don't feel good about themselves. Because they're damaged, and so they just want to damage everybody else. But see, we're blessed in this house. Because we can fix it. We got inner healing. We got deliverance. There's no excuse for God to hate any of us for anything. Because we, we have the tools. We've got resources. God hates all that junk. I just love when people say to me, well, you don't believe that the Bible's literal, do you? I said, well, yeah, he's pretty clear there. That's what he hates. Yeah, but, you know, you can't take the Bible literally. I said, well, tell me this. I said to this pastor one day, he was saying that to me, and I said, well, tell me this. Which part do you take? And he looked at me, and I said, well, which part do you say is literal, and which part don't you? He goes, well, I, 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 yeah, great. I said, now, I wouldn't want you to go pluck out your eye, <laughs> okay? But how many of you know we got euphemisms in the English language that we wouldn't want to take literally? How about, I'm going to kill you? That's a euphemism, right? You follow what I'm saying? If God says it in his word, he means it. He means it. He hates this junk. He hates when there's disunity. Because it does damage. We have to know that our father means what he says. How many of you knew when your dad spoke, he meant it? My, my dad, Bishop Collett, says my parents were midgets. They really weren't. But they were only four feet, 11. They were little. But I tell you, even when I was taller than my dad, and that's not saying a lot, <laughs> but when my dad looked at me and said, young lady, I knew I was in trouble. Or if they said my middle name, Cheryl Ann, uh-oh. 
Because what he says, he means. You want to influence the world? It's directly connected to your unity with God and with people. We say we love God. Man, spend time with him. All day long. See, people think, oh, I got to spend time with God. So I got to go find a little place and get away. That's good. Please do that. But all day long, I talk to God. Wherever I'm at, I'm talking to God. I'm asking Jesus, what about this? What about that? What should I do? What do you think, God? All day long. That's relationship. And see, how much humbling, how much discipline, how much suffering are we willing to endure for the sake of being one with him and one another? How much? Are we willing? See, just think for one second about the persecuted church. Man, I've been uh, studying some testimonies of those that are in the persecuted church and some of the stuff they go through. Man, we are wimps. And all for the sake of unity, their relationship with God, they're one with God. They will stand there. This woman tells the story that I'm studying right now that they uh, got a hold, you know, a, a radical, radical, crazy group got a hold of her family and her village, and they wiped everybody out, and they cut her husband into pieces in front of her. And then they took her and the kids into captivity. And God knows, you know, they married her off to one of their generals or something. Crazy stuff. All because she loved Jesus Christ and her husband was a pastor and they were raising the kids in Christ. Now, we just think that stuff don't go on. Yes, it does. It just hasn't happened in America that we know. Are you with me? What will, we, what will we tolerate for the sake of serving God, loving God, being in unity with just him and one another? And then love, right? She had to love her captors. Whew. I mean, how many of you got enemies even in... The, the Bible, I mean, even in the world today, in your circles, you got not enemies, but people you don't care for that, you know, hey, Jesus, get them saved and take them home. Right? Just be honest. And yes, what will we endure for the sake of unity? I love the Lord. I love people. It's something to think about. Something to think about. Look what he says in Galatians 5, 19 through 21. I'm just reminding you of what the word says, right? You're not all going to get mad at me after and not love me. Right? 
Oh, look, some of you are going, I don't know, I'll think about it. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. We got a whole nation lascivious. Needs to come off unemployment. Okay. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past. That means he repeated himself. That they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, basically, nobody can inherit the kingdom of God. <laughs> right? Because at some point, I'm sure all of us have done something. But for the blood of Jesus. How many of you thank God for the blood of Jesus? Thank God for the blood of Jesus. If you appropriate it, say, Lord, I appropriate your blood to my life right now in Jesus' name. Say, Lord, I mean it. Yeah. Because all have sinned and come short. But those that live a life to do this stuff. He says, they're not going to inherit the kingdom. Now, which part of that do you take literally? <laughs> See what I'm saying? Can't pick and choose. It's not a candy store. So where do you start to avoid all this junk? Because I know some of us think, oh, well, God means all those people out there. No. He's talking about right in your home right where you live first in your marriage saints listen to me look at your neighbor say listen to her under Jesus Christ no one is more important than your mate oh that's not getting a big hallelujah Under Jesus Christ, he's number one. Under Jesus Christ, that mate comes next. Well, okay, only if they're nice to me. No. Well, okay, only if they do what I want them to do. No. That mate is number one. You don't worry about your girlfriends, your boyfriends, your kids, your this, your that. You, you concern yourself with serving that mate. And if every mate served one another, there would be no divorce. If every mate cared about how do you feel today, honey? What are you feeling? What, what's your thoughts on this? Hey, baby, I don't agree, but that's okay. Can we agree to disagree? Hey, baby, that's number one. Well, I'm a 
free spirit and I'm a new woman. I ain't going to kowtow to no man. Listen to me. Get back into bondage then. It ain't doing you any good. Go burn your bra somewhere else. Silly. That's how serious marriage is. That's how serious marriage is. That's how serious marriage is. If you don't want to serve and love and concern yourself with the first priority under Jesus, which is your mate, don't get married. And once you have done that, then comes your kids. Your kids don't come above the mate. Well, now, Dr. Cheryl, that's just extreme. Okay, there are moments where all this gets out of order, but it's not the norm. When you got a sick kid, everybody in the house is running to help. When you have a sick mate, everybody should be running to help. Are you following me? Jesus has got to be at the top. When Jesus is truly at the top, everything else falls into order. Jesus at the top. That means you are praying with that mate. What? What are you asking me to do? I'm not comfortable with that. Ask God if he cares what you're comfortable with. Follow me. Pray with your mate. My word. I counsel a lot. And when I say pray with your mate, you think I was asking them to slit their wrists. I cannot believe it. Pray with your mate. I didn't say preach to them. I said just pray with them. I said do you got things to pray for? I can tell you right now, if you're not praying, that's something to pray for. How many of you are getting what I'm saying? It's crazy. Pray with your kids. My kids never got out of the house to go to school in the morning without me laying a hand, Bishop touching their head and praying. My, my youngest, little Breezy, she'd be doing this when we were, she'd be on trying to slide out the door. That one, you couldn't sit her still. She'd be sliding by. Get over here. Pray over them, kids. Pray over them. Man, especially today, it's a brutal world out there. You've got to put your priorities in order. Start with unity in your home, in your marriage. Find out what makes that mate tick. Find out what's blessing them. Find out if they're not, if they're out of sorts. Husbands, you cannot use menopause as an excuse for everything. Wives, you can't use menopause as an excuse for everything. Well, my hormones are out of whack. Forget your hormones. Just get right with being unity with him.
See, I'm a woman. I can say this junk. I love this. I read this and I loved it. Just because you believe a truth doesn't mean you possess it. Seminary can teach you to memorize a menu, but it doesn't mean that you tasted the food. Hello. Ain't that the truth? See, it's all about, all about, all about everybody having that connection with the Holy Ghost. That connection with the Father. Jesus said, I got to go, but I'm sending the Holy Spirit. Man, tap into that Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Spirit, talk to me. Give me the ideas and thoughts. Go through your day pulling on that Holy Ghost. Does that make sense? So the answer, you want to grow in love? Be filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm finding that it's that simple. Holy Spirit, fill me up, because right about now, I'm springing a leak. <laughs> right? And you can do it all day long. Every agitation. Holy Spirit, I just sprung a leak. Help, fill me up. Get me in the right direction. Humility and repentance always lead to life and grace. Humility and repentance always lead to a life and grace. The Holy Spirit constantly being your guide helps you to live a life loving. Jesus paid the ultimate price. He paid the ultimate price. Why? So we could just be in unity with him. Right? So we could be one with him. That was a heavy price to pay. What's our job? To live being filled with his Holy Spirit every day so we can make good choices, so we can love. I want you to watch this clip. And I want you to see that Jesus and, I mean, Joseph and Mary had an incredible responsibility when they had Jesus. We always see the pictures of them with the infant, but I want you to see this clip where they have to raise him. He's about 12 here. And out of love, out of love, and the fear and trembling of the word of God in their lives. Watch this. What are you doing out of bed? I'm all better. You have to rest. No. I want to go to Jerusalem for Passover. It's dangerous. Herod, the Romans, Jerusalem, the temple. It's been purified. It's calm for now. There's no time. We haven't prepared.
manage it. That's not all I mean. I'm not prepared. This path that he's on, I don't know where it leads. Except that his enemies will be there. Such fierce enemies. Why did God choose me? What if I'm not strong enough? You're the brave and shining girl who protected her infant son from an army that was dedicated to murdering him. It is they who should fear you. You've taken on so much. You married me and took Jesus as your son. Truly is a miracle. One that only God will ever know. Well, not really. Except for me. I thank God for choosing me every day. this word this word that causes us to be pushed more and more toward you Father have your way in our lives this morning thank you for choosing us yes it is incredible responsibility but Jesus died for it and we know we will do it through the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, plant your word into our hearts that, Lord, we get this. We get this life and walk with you. That we put you first. And throughout our day, that we put our mate and our family in proper perspective, that we put the love for people that we meet throughout the day. We can do this, God, because of your Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, keep filling us up. Keep filling us up, Holy Spirit, with your presence and your power. We receive it this morning. Seal this on our hearts and on our lives. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. 